G'day everybody and welcome to episode 20. It's episode 20 of the 1%ers Supercoach podcast. It feels like... Longer feels or shorter? Like, uh, I don't know. But uh, it's I been... Think it feels about right. We've come a long way and um, and I think we're scheduling a well-earned break next week. We've got the bye. We've given yeah, ourselves we've... the bye next week. So it's tough. Um, a it's, week off and... It's best... Best 14 next week for us. Yeah, just uh, to give everyone plenty of notice. Um, yeah, but looking forward to this week and get stuck in with a few big topics. There won't be any trades on my end this week. No, pretty, neither is me. That's the, that's the hard thing about it. Pretty set on that. And I'm pretty I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting pretty with uh, seven trades still. Mm. Um, a bit better than a few other teams. Still have two upgrades to make, but... Uh, yeah, so the team uh, put up a two four two two on the weekend, so pretty happy about that. Uh, Below average on the one percenters. <laughs> <laughs> so that moved me up about another six hundred spots, and I'm now sitting at about seven and a half thousand overall. So yeah, I'll take that. I'm, I think I can. If I'm rising like that every week, I'm, I'll be pretty happy by the end of the season. Lovely. I got the uh, five points extra. I thought I'd go up further in the rankings, to be honest. Uh, went up 2,200. Um, oh, I was feeling a bit of a, a 4,000 increase, to be honest, but that's okay. That's the highest scoring round for the year for me. Um, won all my leagues, won all my draft leagues. It was just just a great, great round all, all together. Um, yeah, so similar to James, two upgrades, but I've only got six trades, none this week. Um, as I've, I think I mentioned last week, just letting the... The cows fatten, if you will. Do you remember um, what your trades were last week? Yeah, so unfortunately, Impy had to go. Uh, when yeah. we were recording the pod, his ankle was intact. Two days later, yeah. it was not. That was a big um, went out. Uh, Lockie Jones is also injured, so they both had to go. Um, and I brought in Kieran Briggs, who I'm praying keeps his spot, but looking less likely. Um, maybe they'll play three tools, just one round. Who have they got this week? Melbourne. Mm, okay. So I, I warned you a few weeks ago that you were, yeah. were going to fall I short don't, of a full premium. Well, I don't though. need Kieran Briggs' cash generation, which is nice, um, but, but it, I would like him on the bench. You've still got three upgrades to make, is that right? With six uh, trades? Did I say three? Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant three upgrades. That's right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. So I'll, you end up with no injury trades, basically. Yeah, you yeah. can't and afford another injury for the rest of the season. No, and if if it does happen, uh, that's just the way it works. I've, yeah, I'm not too, yeah. I'm not stressing too much about it. I'm happy where my team's at, at the moment. Um, and then Dangerfield brought him in last week, which I was reasonably happy about. I would have loved to have waited a week, but I did want to pull that trigger. I think they played on the Thursday and when Impy yeah. went, I was like, ah, right, well, let's just go. We are going to talk about Dangerfield because he uh, he is probably the buy of the week um, at 495k. We know his history. We know what he's capable of. You and I brought, both brought him in last week, uh, basically for a 20 a 20k premium on what he's worth this week. But uh, he he's kind of sitting in that spot at the moment where we don't know if he's about to explode. We suspect he will, um, but. Uh, coaches are banking on his past history and are bringing him back in for that reason. And I think I think he'll come good pretty soon. And, and he's playing the Bombers this week down at GMHBA. So expect a, a, a pretty solid score there, I reckon. Well, he got 97 on the weekend. And what is that his second game, third game back? I'll take 97, to be honest. Yeah. 95, 97, his last two. Only building from that 66 against Port in round 13. So, yeah, look, he... he 
His break even's a hundred. It's fair to say he's basically bottomed out. You're not going to get him. You might get him five, ten k cheaper this week if he does um, spud it up a bit. But uh, no, I'm expecting him to come good. And even if get he back did, on track. even if he did kind of uh, potter along at only sort of a hundred, a ninety-five to a hundred average for the rest of the season, I think that he he's still probably the best buy in the forward line because um, he's just such a proven performer and uh, yeah who else are you going to pick really at this exactly. stage this season yeah and he is just he probably is going to finish top six forward um, well I, I can almost guarantee that if he if he's if not he's not out, on total points obviously but yeah no not on total wise. points but for the rest of the season um, you, you suspect that that will happen so um, yeah Paddy Dangerfield any any knocks on him any reason you wouldn't bring him in no I, I don't think, think so he's Look, it's Essendon. I feel like we always leak a few points to midfielders. He's he scored one hundred and thirty nine last time out. Then he also scored twenty six. But I'm taking into yeah. account that was probably injury affected, and then one hundred and fourteen before that. So he's got a good record against us. Um, so do a lot of midfielders in Supercoach. So uh, no, at four ninety five k, if you're in a position where you can get him, um, and you're looking for your last upgrade or your second or third or fourth last upgrade, uh, I'd get him in. What would be your advice if you had to? Uh, and we, I was going to touch on this later in the podcast, but we may as well bring it forward a bit. What would your advice be if you had a Callum Coleman Jones or a Tom Highmore sitting there, um, even both of them, and mm-hmm. they could get you up to Dangerfield? Would you, would you sell the house to to get him in and and bank, and probably bank an extra thirty forty points this week, or would you leave them? leave a little bit more cash like how valuable is that cash yeah, at well, stage of the season oh, well I'm in that similar predicament where I could sell those two and bring in um, a premium next week but I think Tommy Highmore's break even's at negative 54 um, he's he's scoring really well at the moment I think nine, 91 this week and 100 and something odd last week he's doing really really well I he's a definite keep um and if you can, I'd have him on field and have Laird in your midfield to take off the midfield rookies because they are not doing well at the moment. CCJ, it's a, oh, it's a little bit different. Tom Lynch coming back this week and he hasn't been... They haven't played in the same team together. Um, but his break-even again is 18. So you're looking at probably a 20, 30k price rise um, with, say, a 70 or an 80. Uh, I, I don't think it is worth it, to be honest. I th- you can wait another week on Dangerfield. You, you really can. Uh, but when cash is so crucial towards the end of the season, you really need to get the most out of your, your cash cares. And when, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, people trading out Highmore where there's a dead rookie or... You never know if Colvin Jones was to whip out 100 this week. Mm. Break even, drops back down, and then you've got another good player on your field too. So yeah. I, I'd be very wary of trading um, half-fattened cares. Yeah. But yeah, look, Dangerfield... Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell that those two for. Yeah, for I think Highmore, like you said, it, you, you wouldn't. It'd be madness to sell him with a negative fifty break evens. Calm, calm, and Jones, I probably wouldn't sell either. But I will say that he, we do need to consider a, at least emergency loopholing him this week. Um, unfortunately, I'm stuck with Rosas as my F eight, and he plays in the same game as CCJ so I won't be able to do that I'll have to bite the bullet but uh, I think that with Joe, uh, Lynch coming back in I, I'll be a little bit more content with it if 
Chol is out. Apparently, he's got a dislocated finger mm-hmm. or something along those lines. So that would help. Yeah. That would help because I could see him. He would almost become their first ruck, wouldn't he? Because um, I can't see Samson Ryan getting another game this week. Ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> potentially ever. But uh, yeah, so that would definitely help the situation. Um, and I think they may do that anyway because of how well CCJ's been performing. Uh, yeah, but it's just a wait and see. It definitely, if you can loophole him off the bench this week, I, I would for sure. Um, who have we got to talk about next? We've got to the we've gone through the rookies. Uh, Grundy. It's an interesting one. Pretty I'm, happy that I've still got him. Yeah, uh, look, it was either Grundy or Zorko going for me, and I'm glad I kept Zorko. But at the end of the day, they're both probably going to finish similar. Um, Unless Sorko keeps up this ridiculous form. 618k with a break even 153. I'm... Look, at at this point it's going to be reasonably difficult to go up to him. I do feel like I can. Um, I would love an 80 from him this week. I really, really would. But if I can aim... I don't know the exact price, but under... Under five ninety would be would be great. Uh, whether whether he falls further or doesn't fall, we'll wait and see. He's he's capable of getting that one fifty three. To be honest, I think I think um, the way that Collingwood handled his injury um, was pretty evident on the weekend. I didn't get to watch that game, but Sean Darcy is no slouch at the moment, and for him to put up one thirty five against Sean Darcy just shows that giving him. Um, those extra couple of weeks over the buys um, was really good for his his neck problem, and um, he's come back firing. And I don't think coaches are going to get the coaches that trade him out are going to get that drop off that they thought maybe he would ease back into it. Um, doesn't seem that way, at least from what we saw on the weekend. So one thirty five, I'll take it. He he becomes the VCC option again as well. Uh, pro- might, may struggle a little bit against the Saints two tiered. Ruck set up. Yeah, this I was week, just about to say. Will that will the Paddy Ryder Ryan Marshall? Oh, I, I don't think he's not. I don't think he's getting to the one fifty three break even. Mm-hmm. But he, 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 like he did with Sean Darcy last week, he's more than capable of a one thirty plus um, in that fixture. So yeah, the I suppose the hard thing with Grundy is that unless you have a Matt Flynn there, so you you don't have Matt Flynn on your side. Mm-hmm. But if you've got Matt Flynn. I would be trying to get Flynn to Grundy, if not this week, then next week, because you could most likely do that with two trades. Um, but even still, it's not easy to do that with two trades. No, and Flynn sitting at about 430k, you still need to find another 170, 180k, which a lot of the, these rookies aren't making at the moment. So uh, we, yeah. We've got to bring in, like last week, the, the takeaway year bench spot to... What you yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna speak about that as well, like your kind of dead rookie spot. So um, we've you've essentially got spots that you can use as loopholes, or and a lot of them are filled during the season just from rookies that fall out of favour with their team. For example, I think it's Harry Sharp or is it Henry Sharp? Harry. Let's have a quick look. Harry Sharp um, will be in a lot of sides, sitting in kind of that uh, D eight uh, M eleven position. Um, so he's one of them and then another one that I brought in last week was Jacob Edwards just to sit at R3 and now a lot of coaches I think I spoke about this last week a lot of coaches have Ned Reeves stuck at R3 at the moment which means they can't use DPP to cover Grundy and Gorn or whoever their premium rucks are at the end of the season so I'm kind of looking at Edwards there and, and looking ahead to the 
um, next couple of weeks thinking Rowan Marshall might bottom out at a 420k and if he's coming off three weeks of solid uh, game time at 420k I think he's going to be a really good buy and it might save me a trade later in the season if Gorn or Grundy happen to miss a week or two um, so yeah Jacob Edwards is another good, good one but yeah if you are bringing in I think another one's been thrown around this week I've seen in a few trades is Isaac Chug at 102k I think he's either defender mid or defender forward for Collingwood so um, I've pretty much filled up five rookie spots now with dead players Nakaya Cocker too I'd left in at the start of the season hoping he'd how did you manage to convince me to get him in my side yeah. before round one well it's your, I your should, own fault really. no so yeah. I'm here hamstring expected to return round 17 or 18 jeez so, I agree yeah he's he's another one that's on there Finn McRae and then Rosas tops him out so I'm fully I, I, I can't afford someone like a Newcomb or a Bianco to get dropped at this point um so you, you do run the run the gauntlet a bit, but it's something to consider. If you do only have two or three dead rookie spots, you could throw in a Jacob Edwards or a a uh, an Isaac Chug if you mm-hmm. if you if you it, it helps your loopholing as well potentially. Um, like we were saying with Rosas earlier. So who would have thought the reason we brought in well the reason I brought in Rosas was if he got dropped at least he'd have a Sunday fixture because Gold Coast never play early games no. of the week. And then, Lovely what do you gold. know? Gold Coast play a Thursday night game this week. So Not great at all. You can't win them all, but uh, hopefully CCJ um, can deliver for me. Uh, it's not going to be as long an episode today. We are getting through it pretty It's nicely. hard. Well, when you, you've got weeks where you're not trading. Yeah. It's hard. And to be honest, there's not that many uh, players presenting themselves. Like we, we've talked about Whitfield for a few weeks now. Talked about danger. Haynes we touched on last week. We'll probably touch on again. It's it's not not the, everyone's not trading though. Not just because we're not. Yeah, trading. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just saying there's no real target screaming. Pick me that that everyone oh, is jumping on. I've okay. got a few. Okay, tell yeah, them. Yeah, just well, just hear me out. We'll okay. get to those later in the episode. Um, Jarman Impey would be one that that coaches would be forced into a trade this week. So on. A few coaches would have held him on, I think the news came out last Thursday, Thursday. night, yep. and then a few coaches would have held hoping for positive news on scans and the fact that it might be a one-week injury. Uh, but, yeah, obviously some... A few people traded him to Shea Bolton, which would have been an ugly, yeah, ugly situation. That would have hurt. Um, so what I want to just bring up is if you... And this is interesting because it, it was something that impacted you last week but if you do have Impy still this week do you use two trades to get him out so you downgrade a rookie to get him to someone like a Dangerfield or a Charlie Dixon uh, yeah Charlie Dixon or do you try and straight swap there's not a lot of great options around that price I've had a, I've had a look just out of curiosity um, there's not a lot of great options. A lot of lot of boats have sailed to the point where I think that if you uh, are trading Jarman MP out and you're only using one trade and you don't have much bank, I think Jake Stringer may even be your oh. your best option. Um, I can't think of much else. I am honestly of the view um, that it could even be worth holding him for one more week if you can somehow, if you have the cash to get him to Rowan Marshall next week. 
because Royal Marshall is going to come down about 430k. If you have about 25, 30k sitting in your bank, I mean, Marshall could come out and have a huge game this week and it wouldn't be worth it, but it might be better than going to someone like Stringer. Um, For $200, you can go Impy to Haynes. Well, that's the other thing. $200. Yeah, and we did have that on the... We don't the, have uh, them speaking hundreds of dollars. No, we did have that on the running sheet. So, Haynes is... Um, a good, uh, obviously, you would need DPP. So, you, yep. and not, the problem for me is that not a lot of coaches will have a midfield, a forward premium sitting in their midfield at this stage of the season. So, but if you do, that is just about a lock of a trade, I think. If you, if you only have one trade, I would be swinging up to Haynes if you had a... A defensive spot free um, and then you could also do the same with Crips so if play, if uh, coaches still have Crips in their side he showed glimpses a couple of weeks ago but he's reverted sure, back surely to, at this point you're just keeping him yeah oh, couldn't I mean, imagine having him honestly well that's the thing when you haven't had him it's hard to know it's hard to put yourself in the psyche of 20% those in, of teams still have him it's hard to put yourself in the psyche of those in uh, his position mm-hmm. in their position so um he did have a 109 against frio early in the year and has had three consecutive hundreds against them uh and then has a decent record against geelong as well but we know that with crips like i think adelaide was one of the sides that he had an amazing record against and he comes out and has a 65 on the weekend so yeah it's I think he would be Ugly very viewing. frustrating to own. Oh, but yeah. obviously, if you're prioritising Impy or Cripps, then and you have both Impy's the one that's got to go. You prefer a sixty-five over a zero. So, is there a reason? What's what's the the motive behind Haynes playing well now? Is there well? Was there a role change? There's always there's always been this theory, at least in the last couple of seasons, that uh, he plays better when Phil Davis is back in the side. So. Davis has come in the last couple of weeks and, and he's put up a couple of nice 90s. And, but he was playing a bit better before that. I think Leon Cameron or someone else came out and said that there'd been a role change. I don't know whether he was more defensive earlier in the year and they've freed him up now. Um, but if I, what's he priced at now? He's up to 407. So, so he's 360 before this he's week. He's priced the same as CJ. They're probably... Haynes probably has slightly better output than CJ for the rest of the season from here, but it's yeah. If you if you are short on cash and short on trades, he he's still worth considering. I think this would be the last week I would I would go for it. Maybe next week, um, but once he gets above that four fifty k mark, you probably forget about him. Um, but really consistent ninety five to even a hum, I can see him averaging a hundred the rest of the season. But uh, yeah. I think Nick Haynes. I, I like that. Real I like option. that call. Mm. If you can get Impy to Nick Haynes, pull the trigger. Well, you'd only need two hundred. Oh, that's in DPP. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Stay gonna on say, the ball. Yeah. Um, couple of others. So we mentioned Marshall before. Rowan Marshall. I really like the Rowan Marshall call. I, I'll give him. Two, I'll think about it next week, mm-hmm. but I reckon it'll be the week after. Where, I, where you're I'm, not worried about his injuries this year. Uh, you've got to. You've got to bite the bullet at some stage, um, and I think I've got enough trades to cover him if, if he does go down. Uh, so Marshall, yep, he'll come down in a couple of weeks' time. I think he had a sick... He, it wasn't a big score on the weekend, um, but he is easing back into it. Shea Bolton is the other one who's going to 
come down considerably now. Big time. He, they were getting for four thirty, I reckon. Why? Four twenty. He just kind of throws out a stinker here or there. We talked him up big time last mm. week and the week before. In round three, he scored a twenty nine. He was almost my buy of the week last week. Luckily, I went with Whitfield. Um, 44 points from what, who I labelled top 10 in the comp in form minimum oh I think he must be it must be something like I, I did hear so look at that game time as well so 106 minutes a week before then goes down to 78 last week so that's gonna if he plays 106 last week he probably puts up a 70 plus at least and again it's his he's only got 0.6 minute per, uh, 0.6 points per minute yeah so again that that's there were a few rumours that last week that he did go for scans. Um, not can't remember what for, but uh, that would have concerned owners. I didn't see that during the week, so I would have been furious if I jumped on and well, hadn't seen that. But in round three, when he scored the twenty nine, he played one hundred and two minutes. Yeah, so I th- I th- it's it's yeah. such a weird situation where are we going to bring this bloke in for? 400 420k when in a in a if you're in a super coach final he whips out you at yeah. 35 and costs you your week i think overall like for overall points you can still consider him especially now he'll bottom out at about 440 450k but um in he, leagues if you're going for cash leagues he is the kind of guy that could cost you a grand mm, final is he that sort of it's, we can't throw it around too much in the forward line. He's not really that uber forward premium that we're after. He, his ceiling, like his high score is 121 this year, and his floor is so, so low. It's true. It's, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time you find with it, those players that have a really low floor, they've got a really high ceiling as mm-hmm. well, but he's, his ceiling isn't too isn't Is it high. worth the risk? Are you even going to mm. get 130 out of him one week? Because yeah. I can't, I can't see it happening. I, I, it's really shocked me last week. I did think that 29 was out of the ordinary, but if the 44. Mate. If his price wasn't dro- dropping below 500k from here, I'd be saying uh, pass it up. There's better options out there. But when he's going, when he's going to be at a pretty nice price in a couple of weeks' time, what's he projected to be at? Four, 471. Yeah, I reckon he could be even less than that. Oh, I agree. Um, if he, if he gets down to 450k, he's going to be hard to pass up for p- uh, coaches that are strapped for cash and, mm-hmm. and strapped for trade. So, uh, And then Tom Hawkins is another one who we did talk up as well a couple of weeks ago. He he might have also been playing with the niggle last week. Um, the neck niggle. Yeah, he had, a, he had a neck issue the week before. I'm sure everyone would have seen, but now he's break-even sitting at 168. That's juicy. So, oh, this is someone where I'm, towards the end of the season, have yeah. big Dicko and big Hawko up geez. in my forward line. Aggressive. Uh, um, I, I'm Throw excited by... In there as well. Yeah, I'm excited by the prospect of this man. Can you imagine um, lining up with an all-key four? So you go oh. like... Hawkins, uh, Tex, Dixon, Darling. Toby Green. Nah, yes. he's not key position. Oh, he's risky, but he's not key I position. Think, I think he is, to be honest. I'd love to roll with the, the big four. And you know what they you know what they always say about those guys? So, like, for, um, forward 50 stoppage, right? The ball's, ball's being thrown in. Jeez, he's good at this. Yeah. Jeez, he's good Every at taking out. Just And then the commentators go, just watch him take it out of the rock and hear a goal here. He's just so good at this. One of the best in the comp. And then, and then you think... That's where I heard that last night in the coverage. And they said Every it for Charlie Nixon. They said it for Tex. They said it for 
Hawkins. So. Or could you squeeze an Aaron Norton into that lineup? Oh, hello. I and a Joey heard, Danaher. I have heard Norton's name thrown around this week. That would be an exciting six. Maybe maybe next, next year. Ooh, maybe ooh. we can make it. Maybe we can make a community side next year and see how that see how that goes. Because imagine they all just pumped out huge scores. Yeah. Grand final. It week, could it yeah. could it could win you the week. Uh, so back on to some more sensible stuff. Hawkins. Yeah, he, he's going to bottom out at even 430, 440k. So he's certainly someone to consider. So we've got, at least for those that don't have too much cash flowing around or trades, there are forward bargains incoming. Um, just wait a couple of weeks and you'll be able to pick off all three of those blokes that are at probably sub 450k um, if you if you needed them. And they're, I think they're all uh, Hawkins, Shea and... Well, Marshall top six in years past, and Hawkins and Shea could still be top six this yeah, year. Definitely. So, um, bargains galore. Another one I still reckon is a bargain, and I said called called him by the week last week, Lockie Whitfield. I, in fact, friend of the show, um, Mitchell Mitchell Burgess came on the show earlier, and he he uh, threw out a question to me late last week after the podcast was recorded. He said. Shay Bolton, Luke Ryan, or Lockie Whitfield. I said, I hope you've listened to the pod, Mitchell, because Mitchell. I've made my I've made my decision clear on the yeah. pod who I think out of those three. And uh, he went with Whitfield, and he would have been pretty happy because if he went with Shay, he would have been a bit peeved. And if he went with Ryan, uh, he would have cost himself about thirty points last week. So uh, Lockie Whitfield, uh, this man has got a great ceiling. Twenty k. I think it's the reason value. I think the reason coaches aren't jumping on him is because he's they've got no defensive spots left. That's I think that that's the only thing I can think of. What's his ownership at at the moment? His ownership's only sixteen percent. Yeah, it's that's that's criminal. Um, I think he was at top. Was he was he number one forward last year, or he would have been top three? Yeah, yeah. I think that concussion hurt him in round three or whatever it was, but um, still terrific value down there. And if you don't have him jump on it's it's he's going to deliver you he's going to he's going to average 100 plus for the rest of the season at 520k down back you can't go wrong mm-hmm. um the only thing you could say is that he his injury history but it was a bruised liver like that's pretty innocuous you wouldn't expect that to flare up hopefully now is ridley a, a cheeky option down back he's he's at 470k and need i remind you that i purchased him at 615 um, it's not his lowest point that he's been at. He was at four fifty six the week before. That was his uh, his basement price. But is he creeping in to a bit of form? Now, two consecutive mm. 111s, and then he's scored two consecutive 105s two rounds prior. Are we are we seeing a little resurgence of, of the old Jordan prior to his concussion against Brisbane? There's value there, but... In all honesty, I think that uh, I think Nick Haynes is probably just as much value mm. at four hundred and seven k. Um, he's just yeah, I don't know about Ridley. There's too much uncertainty around his role that's, for me. That's the um, thing. and if you're gonna go with role uncertainty, you may as well go with a bloke that's seventy k cheaper. Um, yeah, he just I don't know. I, I've I've lost faith a little bit, and I think with Aaron Francis, such a shame on the verge of coming back as well. It, that may. Well, who knows how does, it's going to impact does, him. Does Francis positively impact him, though? 
could, he could, but yeah. Does it, I, I, see, I feel like that frees up Ridley. Well, the only more. the only reason I say it, it it may impact it negatively is because of how well Ridley's done the last two weeks since Francis has been out. Mm, so that's, that's that's the only thing I, I can yeah. I'm, I'm drawing from that. So uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about Whitfield. It's not someone that um, Ridley. Oh, Ridley. Sorry, mm. sorry. Big fan of Whitfield. Um, Ridley is the one that I'm I'm not too sure on. So see, oh. I'm going to say Ridley averages 105 for the rest of the season. Going to make mm. a big call. 111. I've watched him the last two weeks closely. He's back in form. He's back in form. His kick-ins have increased over the last couple of weeks. And I'm saying he averages 105 minutes. That's the thing, though, isn't it? If he doesn't have those kick-ins, he, he just, his score seems to be impacted mm-hmm. so much. But has Essendon shifted away from trialling Redman and... Uh, it was, I think it was Heppel taking some of the kickouts and just going back to Ridley. Maybe, maybe. So, yeah. look, I'll, I'll back him in. Um, I do think, yeah, Haynes is better value, uh, but, uh, uh, what is he, 70k cheaper? But uh, I, I don't mind the Ridley selection. I've, to be honest, if you if you um looking to finish off your back line... Um, would you? I think you'd try and find fifty k elsewhere for Whitfield. To yeah, be uh, yeah, Whitfield's the one for me. So I, I like Ridley, but I don't think he's a tradable option. Mm. To be honest, there, there's, there there are better out there. Uh, two topics to go. If absolutely flown through mm-hmm. this episode, uh, the first one is Bond. Oh, Bond, Bond, Bond! Trading him in an hour before Collingwood Bulldogs round one has made me incredibly happy. Incredibly happy. Um, what is, what is there to talk about him? What did you want to talk about? I just, just, want, I just wanted to uh, ask whether he, whether you'd sell the farm to, to get him at 710k. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. The, um, the, the, the ship has sailed. The, the, the spirit of Tasmania has moved on. Um, the, there's no way. You, you can't justify it. 709k. The reason I say it is if he does somehow throw in a stinker or gets a bad corky earlier in the game and he's ruled out or something like that. Yeah, we, we did speak. His break his break even skyrockets and his price decreases. It is not worth it. This is this is coming from someone who bought Ridley at six fifteen k. You don't buy him, buy low, sell okay. high. For, okay. Okay. Follow up, follow up question. Yeah. If you don't, if you if you're not going to sell the the farm to get Bond and mm-hmm. you don't have him. Do you continue to complain about him via means of social media and oh, I'm other sick platforms, of that. I'm or absolutely... complain about champion data, or do you just do you just let it go and you, just concede yeah. that you made the wrong move mm. by not bringing him in earlier? I am over this whole. <laughs> oh, it's just look. You can there, there are some aspects which you can complain about. Not every week. It, just get him in your side. It's always been for me. It's always been like a bit of a, a obscure scoring system, but that's what we love about it. And and we the thing is, somebody someone like Bond, um, we know that he's gonna uh, get scored generously because mm-hmm. because he does the acts that Champion Data are looking for. He does the scoring. He impacts the game so much. Clearances, um, all that kind of stuff. So. He, even though he does cough up the ball sometimes, it's not worth complaining about. And if it's it's just just get him jealousy, inside as far uh, as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's just jealousy that you don't have him. And yeah. uh, if you yeah, if you're going to complain about it, you may as well you may as well just just get Do him. In. I, I did. I made a promise to get um, Jake Lloyd in this year. He's a champion yeah. data love child. Yeah, you, you, yeah correct. You got to roll with that. Yeah, if, agree. If you 
It's to avoid um, pain down the track. Yeah. Now, Jack Steele, he's a dead set gun. I don't, I don't have him, but I'm not going to complain that yeah. I think, oh, phew, he turned it over more so he should have scored less. No, no, no. I've missed the boat on Jack Steele. He probably won't be in my side this year. Yeah. I've got to accept that. And the Phantom wrote a really good article today, and, and it was kind of it was pretty brief, but just explaining Bond and Pelly and why people were complaining, and put it pretty simply that champion data favors those who have the most influence on the game, and mm-hmm. Bond is just, the is, most influ- influential player in the game, and that's right why now. he's favorite for the Brownlow Medal. So um, there's not a lot you can complain about. No. He does turn the ball over here and there, but he is the most Don't influential player in the game, and he's the, he's the highest scoring super coach player in the game this season. Now so. let me ask you: at the start of this year, I said Bond would score two hundred and fifty one round. North Melbourne this week. I thought it was it was a two fifty. Two fifty. No, it's two fifty. Now North <laughs> Melbourne this week. He doesn't have a Gold Coast he have round a great record against North. Gold Coast round eighteen, Adelaide round nineteen. One of those three games, I think he's a serious chance. Round twenty-two. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon. I'm going to say it this week. When I, I was at I, work, I reckon it could be that Hawthorne one round twenty-two really? because in the back of his mind, I'm thinking Brownlow. Brownlow. Yeah, yeah. I just need an extra three votes, and I'm home. Big time. Uh, could, I reckon it's that, I'm going to say that Hawthorne okay. round twenty-two. Well, I'm not saying it'll be two fifty. I'd say it'll be a season high though. I was at work, so didn't get to watch the great man, and I. Checked fan footy at halftime. I think it was, good. it was at 97 at halftime. So I, can, I, I was nearly crying in happiness. Um, I think this week he goes 250. I really nah, do. Nah, nah, I nah. really do. And I'm going to say he's on 110 at halftime against North. When yeah, do they he play? He does like to do that. Oh, don't tell me it's Sunday afternoon, is it? Oh, last game on a Sunday to See, bring me home for the week. The Bulldogs deserve better than that. Oh, I know. Um, oh, well, I'll be... Oh, no, I won't be working. Um, but uh, I'm going to say 250. Yeah. Bring it home, Bond. It's the uh, that's disappointing because yeah, Bulldogs deserve a better time slot than that. They're mm. a great team to watch. Uh, Exciting team. Yeah, they are very better than Geelong. Oh, one well, uh, bit of a dig at Geelong. <laughs> no, no, I just, well, no, you I might, just you might get them fired think, up for Friday night. I think that's just a popular opinion. To be honest. Um, one percent is final call. How? We've kind of discussed this before. I hope I hope our listeners don't think we're repetitive every week. We try we try and mix up the topics mm-hmm. a bit, and it does at this stage of the season. It is hard to come up with new topics, but we're hoping that everyone's engaged and and at least we can provide a bit of banter in between. Yeah. But and maybe next week we'll get some community input with it. Yeah, yeah, it might be nice. Might be a nice way to mix it up. But well, it won't be next week. Next uh, week's the yeah. buy. Yeah, our scheduled buy. Yeah, our yeah. scheduled buy. <laughs> After 20 episodes in a row, uh, how few trades is too few for the one percenters final call? At, the, at so this point, at this point of the season, I'm the reason I bring it up is I see, it, and this is includes people in the top one thousand. A lot of them are saying, uh, "I've got four trades and one upgrade to mm-hmm. go," um, and they're planning to do that upgrade either this week or next week, which would leave them only two, two trades. trades. Yeah. For seven rounds, it uh, it depends on Seems how much. Very look, light on. It depends on how many upgrades, but it also doesn't depend on how many upgrades. If that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. for instance, me three upgrades, six trades. That didn't make sense, by the way. Okay, well, let you me explain give me a it. Chance to answer it. <laughs> three upgrades and six trades. I'm going to be pushing it, but I'm also going to be dragging that process out. Now, that's got to do with fattening the cows, but it's also got to do with if an injury happens. Because if it gets to round 20, 
and Bont does his hamstring. Oh, I don't want. Even I want to be able to. Anyone but Bont. I would rather have one rookie still on field and with an upgrade to go and have the ability to to trade an injured player than be full primo, yeah. zero trades and three rounds to go. But. You say that, but then if you're saying you only have one rookie on field, why not just take the punt and have a rookie emergency come on when that when that situation arises? Because you're going to be in the same. If he was out for the whole year, so let's say you did you use your final three tra- uh, six trades for your final three upgrades, so you leave yourself with zero trades, and like you said, Bont does his whatever in round twenty two, and you're stuck with a rookie coming on field in round twenty three. Why would you save two trades up your sleeve? To oh, I'm not well. I'm not because you're losing out points on that anyway. I'm not necessarily saving the trades. I'm more um, still main still gonna do that process, but it, it's just in case that I'm not my my mindset isn't saving a trade for that injury. It's it's if it happens, then I'll, oh, I've got a bit of backup, but I'll be progressing with the upgrades yeah. if that makes sense. This is gonna scare you, but I'm I'm. I'm uh, not comfortable with any anything less than three trades, three injury trades really? after okay. my upgrades are done. Okay. So I'm sitting with seven. So that would mean I do have two upgrades to make. So that would be leaving with, four, with uh, three to go okay. if I went straight up, straight down. Um, I may... Will you be rookie free or full primo? No, well, rookie, rookie free with Jath. Rookie free with Jath. But I think everyone else in my team would be yeah, full primo. Yeah, yeah. So but that, still rookie free. Yeah, yes. Well, if all goes well, I might even be able to use two of those trades to get rid of GF. But I think that three would be what I'd be comfortable with at the moment. Um, and yeah, I I don't reckon running with two trades for seven rounds just seems Ridiculous. very risky. Well, we just saw how easily Impy, bang, yeah, just exactly, like that, exactly, just yeah, yeah. like that. And Kelly, Kelly rolled his ankle. Who knows yeah. if that rolled a little bit more and he's done for six. I know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Don't Kelly. leave yourself short. Kelly. So Aaron, take your all, time. All with, these types. With these last upgrades, take your time. Don't rush into it, okay? Yeah, it's it's hard. You got it, It's a hard balance. balance. Yeah, it's a hard balance. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll wrap no, it up there. No final call. That that is our that final call. That was the call. final call. Oh really? Yeah, oh, we I didn't announce it. Oh, okay. So okay. We're not listening. No, I tune out sometimes. The one percent is final call that was. Um, we'll wrap it up there and uh yeah. We'll take a, a well-earned break. Be back in two weeks, maybe. It's not ra- it's not raining season this yeah. week, so that's why we're taking a week off. Um, maybe I'll be creeping higher in the rankings by then. Maybe I'll be a disaster. We'll yeah, see. well, I think that you're already you're already at that point where it is. Oh, I'm I'm coming for you. If it wasn't for Dane Zorko last week, where would you be? Well, uh, well, I do have. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, oh, to be fair, I dominated you last week by five points, <laughs> and I'm expecting that to continue. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and uh, enjoy enjoy the other podcasts around next week, and, and then come back to us the week after. Please, please. <laughs> don't forget about us. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time.